these young people are the key to our future success. So mm -hmm. if we don't encourage them to look at, at entrepreneurship as a, a career path and and train and develop them and more importantly to uh, retain them because mm -hmm. if they decide to do start a new business but they start in Cincinnati, that's not going to help our right. local economy. And right. we want them all to be successful no matter where they go, but we'd, we'd love them to be successful and stay here. Portsmouth, Ohio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Glock and Doc Audio Encounter. We have a special returning guest, or should I call him co-host, Tim Glockner is back with us today. For those who are listening, you should feel... Thank you. <laughs> you Good to be back after my 40-day sabbatical. How was it? We've missed you. I hey. saw you've been training hard. I have been training hard. I I didn't get my. It's a training max, man. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Then you work you work off the two twenty five. Right. Good. No. Okay. Good. Work off the two twenty five. I'm going for for uh, two thirty five. I'm glad they found your grips too. By the way. Thank you. I was concerned yeah. about. Uh, I had a hard time with those uh, deadlifts yesterday without my grips. Yeah. We got to keep these hands in prime car salesman. Shape. We right don't want. Uh, we don't want anybody thinking you're working in maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, guys, today we have a special episode. I think they're all special, but this one is very special because we have an event coming to town that's going to have two guys on the panel. One is good looking. Thank you. And the <laughs> other is Tim Glockner. Hello. <laughs> We, the, One will be wearing Lulu khakis, <laughs> and the other, the other will be wearing Levi's. <laughs> so, Tuesday, November seventh, at five thirty p.m. at the Shawnee State Floor Lecture Hall, there will be an event called Dare to Dream, and it's going to have Dale and Tim on the panel. And so they're going to just, they basically want to just tell you guys more what it's about. And uh, it's a really cool opportunity for young guys to learn more about um, business and, and, and get their ideas out there. So I'm going to let them tell you what it is all about and, and what, what's going to be going on. So what is Dare to Dream? What is this? This is a regional high school pitch competition. That's basically, it's like a Shark Tank uh, format. Um, and the purpose is to promote entrepreneurship in the region. Mm. So that's, in a nutshell, what it is. So well, it here's basically it. Like, And you don't get, the top winner doesn't get a $25 gift certificate to Wendy's. Yeah. Like these cats, there's... Uh, due to all the sponsors involved, there's over $30,000 at stake in straight cash homie money 
up for grabs. Not in the form of scholarship. Not in the form of a gift certificate. It is for them you, to start their business. Over thirty thousand dollars in prize money will be Cash awarded money. to the top people. Okay, yeah. so top what, teams. What what are we talking here? Are we talking like is there age divisions? Are there you know ages twelve to twenty five? I believe it's high school. High I believe it's freshman. High school. High school only, and it's for. Anybody in the in the tri-state area. So if you live along the river mm-hmm. and you go to high school, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, you're you're good to go. What an awesome thing! Like kids are so innovative. Like young young guys in high school, and they know what they want to see in the area. So I'm interested to see some of the ideas that come out of this, and like and obviously to ultimately see them come to fruition mm-hmm. and see how what they do with it that's going to be really cool um when and how did this event start i think it was born out of the economic development office in lawrence county so bill dingus is the um i don't know what his title is president or ceo basically of a nonprofit uh that have brought a bunch of businesses to the region and he and mike thompson um kind of dream this up and I guess there's these pitch competitions all over the country and they've basically been uh, supported by local universities mm. but this is the first one that's really gotten any traction in a, at a high school level mm. which I think is pretty cool because yeah. uh, I don't know how many high school I mean typically we're we're telling our kids these days that you've got to go to college that's the career path mm-hmm. four-year degree at least or you're a loser and yeah. that's not Right. Not, not many people yeah. are, are... Or, like, think about how how much we stress athletics mm-hmm. in high school right. for our kids. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, nothing wrong with either nothing one. Keeps them that. busy, yeah. But, like, what if there was another opportunity to help like, guide, mentor kids, high school kids, to think about doing that could actually result in tangible... Yeah. Because when I was in high school... It was like, like you said, preach athletics, preach college. Like you got to get into college, or you got to make the varsity team. Mm-hmm. How many times did you go home to your parents and have them say, "Are you thinking about a new business to help better our future in Portsmouth?" Right. <laughs> like, no. No, not really. Or like, you know, because it's hard to wrap yourself around that wheel in high school. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna, this is gonna be the next green technology that's gonna impact the world. Like, yeah. how about making a thousand dollars a week? Right. As a high school kid. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> I'll they take that. You right? always get told, like, the f- the future is in your hands. You are the children of the future, but you don't really, like, take that seriously. I don't feel like in college, because you're just... Or in high school, sorry. Because you're just so ra- much wrapped around the the alternative, you mm-hmm. know, the sports and the and uh, social life. So... Until now. <laughs> bringing back business. <laughs> buying back the block. So Bill Dingett, he's the executive director of Florence County Economic Development Corporation. And then Mike Thompson was a regional vice president for Bob Evans, oh, okay. I guess, for years. And then um, left Bob Evans in 2012, started his own business. Um, so basically a consulting business, tri-state executive coaching. And they had this idea to basically um, encourage young kids to take entrepreneurship as a career path. Um and essentially like a highlighting awareness for high school kids what entrepreneurship is yeah what it can do 
Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Mike's doing a lot um, with, with different organizations he's a part of and um, and works for. Um, so the, those guys kind of spearheaded it all together, and uh, it's been running three. This will be the third year. Third year, I think. Okay. Last last March, what well, of course they've got. I think they've they've got competitions in each high school, and then they'll pick each high school picks one team oh, to go cool. to advance okay. to go to the final. That will be in March. So March of 2016 was the first one, which I missed, um, and then uh, this March was the second one. So the first one was was uh, hosted at. Ashland, Kentucky Community and Technical College, and then this year it was at Ohio University Southern Campus, and then next next year, uh, March of eighteen, it'll be at Shawnee State here in Portsmouth. So, this Mike Thompson, who Dale and I have just gotten to know, I've I've met him once before, um, sharp guy. We met him over coffee the last uh, few weeks. He's in an angel investment group of uh, venture capitalists that are kind of the who's who from Pike County down. To, uh, or through Ashland and, and down to Charleston, West Virginia. And my dad happens to be in that group, and Mike brought this idea up to the to their angel investment group and was looking for sponsors. And I guess without hesitation, two or three of them donated. And evidently my dad was the first con- contributor because our name got hung on somehow. So, um, so it's called the Glockner Dare to Dream competition, oh. which isn't necessary, but uh, it's kind of cool. So and yeah. So, that's so why why is this so important to Glockners and other area businesses? Why should this be important to them? To you guys? I mean, you're on the panel for crying out loud. Well. These young people are the key to our future success. So mm-hmm. if we don't encourage them to look at, at entrepreneurship as a, a career path and and train and develop them and, more importantly, to uh, retain them because mm-hmm. if they decide to do start a new business but they start in Cincinnati, that's not going to help our right. local economy. And right. we want them all to be successful no matter where they go, but we'd, we'd love them to be successful and stay here. And for all of us... Um, Especially Dale and I sitting around this table, and and Sadie, we've got businesses here, and and the more successful people are around here, the more traffic and yeah jobs and I mean it's it's successful will be it's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, it's very similar to sports. So. You know, if a guy went to Ohio State and then played a few years in the NFL, typically what do those people do when they get out? They come back right. to their hometowns mm-hmm. and they have football camps and mm-hmm. they have they have different opportunities to help develop the youth, in this case in, in the uh, arena of athletics, to help them out. Well, it's, now it's getting to the point to where entrepreneurs – are getting put into that category of athletes and rock stars. Um, and it's our job now to do that. And, and kids are seeing that nowadays as like, you know, the internet has enabled everyone to start a business. Mm-hmm. Problem is that, so, you know, e- there's really no difference at 15 and 25. 
because both those people have zero knowledge of business concepts and entrepreneurs and how it works. Mm-hmm. So if we can if we can get into the high schools now and just through Dare to Dream and show them and help them, you know, present these ideas and get it going. Like imagine where we can be in five years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's thirty thousand dollars this year. How much will it be yeah. then? And then you're going to start to see, oh, well, he was la- he was last year's winner, and those cats are like now they have a building now. downstairs yeah. in, or downtown. Um, Definitely, I can see this taking off. I mean. The, the, last year's team won. I think there was three of them. They won six thousand dollars. Well, two grand to a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> That's Rich. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And they—they're like you said, they're creative minds, and they start thinking their way. Of course, all—all all these ideas are pre-revenue, mm-hmm. but still, they think their way from here to there, and they get critiqued by the judges. They're a panel of smart people. I think Dale's going to be on the on the panel this year, and. Um, they Dumb just they they this <laughs> this may <laughs> this, <laughs> this idea that they pitched this first time might not be the one that yeah that makes them a millionaire you know but it, 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 it gets, gets them thinking, thinking. Yeah. yeah so why could this be such a huge deal for our area I mean other than the obvious you know like you said it gets kids thinking keeps them off the streets it just gives them a platform to start thinking about entrepreneurship as a career, but I think we're going to get some, we'll get regional, we're already getting regional attention for it, but mm-hmm. it's not been promoted well at all, yeah. which I think is the reason they, they wanted Dale to be involved, because um, that's that's one of his strong suits is promotion, and um, a not a lot of people, <laughs> thank you, buddy. miss you, buddy, <laughs> um, thank you, one of his many talents, yeah. but uh I, th- I think it will be a big deal once more people know about yeah. it. No, it's for the reasons we, we've mentioned, but these these kids can make a tangible impact through this through this platform. Right. I'm excited. But I'm just curious to know, why did they pick you two to be on this, to help promote and kick off this event? Well, Sadie, it wasn't, it wasn't your good looks. <laughs> it wasn't my loser pants it. either. <laughs> it wasn't the fact that you can can or cannot bench two twenty five. So, what do you bring to the roughly twenty one weeks ago? Tim, let's start a podcast. How do you, how do you start a podcast? I don't know. What's a podcast? <laughs> That's what I said. But let's start a podcast and. Uh, I'm right now. I'm literally patting myself on the back, <laughs> and I'm eye rolling. And because uh, it's true, though, because yeah. the reason this podcast started was like, dude, we have a lot. You, Tim, more than me, like 10x has way more knowledge, uh, expertise, and experience. This is turning into a love fest. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to insert the love songs in the background while you're talking. The only time we say nice things about each other is on air. <laughs> yeah. Um, as soon as we kick this thing off. But, so, we, you know, you have a lot of value um, you can offer to people out there who want to know more about business. And, um, I, and I think it would be a cool dynamic for both of us to get on there and just talk about small business and how, how to make how to make a big impact via small business in small town. And um, they reached out to us because they knew of the podcast and what we were doing and, and our platform there. And um, 
that's kind of how we we both uh, were really honored to to be involved because it's it's something near and dear to us and um, like I said something we want to we want to see and teach and help other folks out with too so the podcast is bringing good Wow. It seems to be. It seems to be worthwhile. It wow. seems to be a worthwhile endeavor. I'm, I'm proud. It's like seeing your little baby grow up. <clears throat> so, why is entrepreneurship important to the growth of our community? What makes it so important? So, I've been thinking a lot about this uh, because on on Tuesday, November seventh, we're having the kickoff event right. um, at Shawnee State. And they've asked Tim and I to speak of it, speak at it. And typically, when I get asked to do that stuff, I just kind of wing a speech. Don't don't really prepare for anything. But um, people ask, like, believe that? (laughs) Yes, I do, one hundred percent. Because I've been in many situations where Dale's like, "We're going to go talk to this person," and you're talking, go. I'm like, what? Um. So, and it's a question that gets brought up a lot, okay? We live, this this Dare to Dream contest is for, you know, for high school kids that live along, live along the river. And, you know, it's in the heart of Appalachia, and not a lot has gone well, okay? And, and the re- so we got to look at why. Why, why are we suffering as a people and, and as an Appalachian people when it didn't used to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I can think of is we're, we're in an economic fight and we're suffering catastrophic casualties. Tri-state area is a subset of the larger Appalachian area is on the front lines of this war and we are losing, not losing, just losing terribly at it. We live on the river, the Ohio River, that used to be a source of strength, a source of pride, a vein, the biggest artery on the American map that pumped economic lifeblood to a proud people. It quenched the thirst of a people that upheld the tradition of American victory. American products made by American hands in Ohio River towns that helped win American wars that helped spur the post-war boom. We're talking factories, fields, farms, people producing, growing, designing, building, manufacturing, daring, dreaming. However, over the last few decades, that vein has been pierced, poisoned, polluted, perforated, scarred with track marks of needles pumping opioids, Alcohol, obesity, cigarettes, meth, all leading to, quote, diseases of despair. A term coined by researchers that refers to, quote, alcohol, prescription drug, and illegal drug overdose, suicide, and alcoholic liver disease, cirrhosis of the liver. So we have our own term for diseases of despair for for this area. Yeah. That same artery, the Ohio River, used to pump a strong current of fresh water feeding the heartbeat of dreamers, doers, believers, workers, and creators. Now, 
That artery is clogged with sludge and contaminants, pumping a rush of opioid-induced numbness straight to the brain, all looking for a way to ease the pain of the factories closing down. The hands of the builders and, make, and makers now sit idle. The steel mills closed down and pill mills opened up. Clean water turned dirty, but yet we continued to drink it. The poison water made it easier to blame, quote, them for the problems. Mm-hmm. All the good jobs left. The labor went to Mexico. American flags are now being made in China. Cheaper overseas labor. No one makes anything anymore. No one makes anything here anymore. But it wasn't my fault. It was the company's fault. It was the factory's fault. They abandoned me. They abandoned us for cheaper labor and higher profits. It's the government's fault. They've completely forgotten all about us. Blame the Clintons, then the Bushes. I blame the Obamas, and now I blame Trump. Meanwhile, as we've been searching for the perfect solution to blame, we stood in long lines to get a prescription for pain meds. And we choked them down with the same mighty river water that used to quench our thirst to dream, to build, to make, to create. Time went on. We all sat and did nothing. Because it wasn't our problem. It wasn't our kid who choked down the pills, then chased heroin, then got strapped to a gurney because he OD'd from a bad batch. I know what you're thinking. I'm one of the good ones. I didn't drink the poison water. I was a good kid. I went to college, I moved away, and I found a good job. Or, I was lucky enough to find a good one here, in the same place where I grew up. I get it. But along the way, what did you do to make it better? <clears throat> one day, when your son looks into your eyes, he'll ask you, Dad, what did you do to make it better? How will you answer him? When he asked dad, did you fight for them? How will you answer it? Maybe, just maybe, that kid who OD'd died because you didn't dream. Because you didn't build anything worth believing in. Maybe he died because you left. You got on the first train smoking out of town and then watched and read from afar about how all your friends died. And dying at an incredible rate. Quote, The combined mortality rate from the diseases of despair was 37% higher in Appalachia than non-Appalachian U.S. Specifically, when analyzing overdose deaths, 25 to 45-year-olds experienced mortality rates greater than 70% of the non-Appalachian U.S. We're engaged in an economic war and we're losing soldiers before they can even fight. So what can you do? Dare to build something and show others it can be done. According to Dave Ramsey in the last decade, everybody wants to look for the big companies to come in and put the factory here, to put the distribution center. Mm-hmm. In the last decade, Fortune 500 companies have added a net loss 
of 4 million jobs. Wow. In that same time frame, small businesses owned by families added 8 million jobs to the economy. Wow. 28 million small businesses in the U.S. represent 54% of our GDP. They represent 55% of all the current jobs. And since 1970, they represent 66% of all new jobs. So what can you do? It's you. It's your dreams. It's your ideas. It's your business that can turn back the tide and turn the dirty water clean. Wow. Legit. You aren't joking, are you? No, if this bike weren't so expensive, I'd let you drop, drop it. it. <laughs> but that's it. So, it, pe- people look to uh, it's it's a bigger problem, and I can't affect it. You know, yeah. we opened up and charged five dollars a day for a workout. That was seven years ago, and now there's over fifteen people employed by three different companies here. And how many pe- how many people are employed by the different? the multitude of different dealerships and businesses that that Glockner has. We're not we're not tooting our horn. We're we're in it, we live it, we see it. Right. And we talk to small business owners every day who do it. It's that kid right now when you're done playing your last football game in your senior year, that ends. That business idea that you can create and help and pitch now can last forever mm-hmm. and can do you when when your son asked you what can you do what did you do you can tell him what you did awesome yeah i think too many times you just sit back and like you said <clears throat> um in your speech that it's like i'm i'm not on drugs but i'm just sitting here waiting for Someone to open up something that way can just say how cool it is. Or mm-hmm. I've got an idea that I don't think is that great, and I don't really know how to go about starting it, so I'm just going to let it die, you know? And <clears throat> don't be that person. No. Like, it's not, it's not a s- difficult answer to the problem. How do you fight poverty <laughs> through commerce? Mm-hmm. That's it. The, an- the answer is simple. The execution is difficult. In this competition, <clears throat> in this podcast, is designed to help you do that. Right. Because in the day, it's better to go down swinging and try something than to not tried it at all. And you can always <clears throat> find a job, you know, that doesn't fulfill your creative passion and all that other stuff. But you owe it to yourself. You owe it to the area. You owe it. The problem ends with you now. Not anyone else. You have the ability to do that. Good. So, Tim, would you like to add anything to that? I just, what really stuck out, stuck out to me was uh, to create something worth believing in. I think most people want to work for a person or a family now working for apple would be probably pretty cool you know what i mean because yeah. that was a guy mm-hmm. um that you can relate to but i had no idea that 
of those stats that small businesses created that twice as many jobs as Fortune 5. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, but uh, uh, I just, uh, no, that really, um, and creating jobs, just creating jobs creates momentum, and momentum spurs economic growth, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. Um, and we are, we are going to get a a big hit with a, a plant coming in um, with this Brady's new aluminum plant, but those are few and far between. And a, a community is going to have more stability if they have a bunch of little um, sure. businesses. Because unfortunately, you, you lose one or two of those, it doesn't it doesn't collapse the yeah. economy. Mm-hmm. Right. When you lose a big steel mill like we have, mm-hmm. this is what we get. Right. So. So. Or like with those, <clears throat> with that plant coming in, or any other plant coming in, that provides opportunities for other small businesses and Absolutely. subcontractors to support those. Yeah. Right. Those guys need the lawns cut. Right. They need the windows <clears throat> washed. They need the food truck to go out there during the busy hour, during the, the lunch, lunch hour. hour. Yeah. They need the gyms around there for Keep people to work out. Right. Yeah. That's how it works. So this event. Um, is it open to the public to come in here? Absolutely. This kickoff event, I think the auditorium's only, it only seats like 120 or 150 people. Mm-hmm. But then it's going to be at the Vern Rive Center for the Arts, which holds like, what, 1,100 or something like that. would be great to, um, yeah. to yeah. sell it out. Yeah. Um, and so it's, that's in March. I yeah, believe. this one, this one's the the lecture hall. This time is the one that's 1:30. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the wait, just real quick before we uh, before we finish here, um, this is this is how the whole timeline works. Um, kickoff starts next Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so we're, November seventh. Yep, yep, we're here to get you know high school kids fired up about mm-hmm. this, get their teachers fired up about it, um, because you know. We want as many teams from schools as possible to uh, to, to get in the game. Um, so, if you're in, you know, come to the kickoff event. If you and your homie have an idea for a business, and you you know, you, if some schools have like a business teacher, mm-hmm. um, you can work with them or the principal or whoever. Um, you have to submit a letter of intent by December first, just saying, "Hey, we're interested in it." Um, then if there's several teams from like you know Portsmouth, put it this way, I'm I'm helping somebody from PHS. <laughs> We're gonna win. <laughs> We're going to win. He's determined. Right? So anyway, so if there's multiple teams from a school, then they'll have like a little semifinal within the school itself. Mm-hmm. Then the top team from the school goes on to compete in the state semifinals. Um, and then, so, you know, you'll have a Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia semifinal. That's kind of cool because it gives you, like, a little bit of something to, like, a competitive edge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not just taking it, oh, we lost. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, you got to keep, like, stay on it. Yep. And, and make then, it to the next round. So then the best teams from the state then go to the finals. Um, those uh, in-schools competitions will be held the last week of February. Uh, state semifinals will take place around March time frame, and then the final competition under the lights will go down. Uh, right now, it's scheduled for 20 March at, at Shawnee State. So, cool. um, if you if you're hearing this, you know, typically, I would assume our podcast isn't listened to by 
by high school kids. But if you're if you're a parent or if you know yeah. some, if you know of a kid, please let them know uh, about this competition. Uh, you can reach out to us, Tim or I, Sadie, anytime. If you have any questions about it, or just the best thing to do is try to come to the event next yeah. Tuesday at five thirty, and you can have all your all your questions answered. Cool. Well, speaking of uh, raising awareness to a target audience, how do you? plan to get word out to these kids or do you or do you plan to, to raise awareness with with the parents so here's what we're going to do um derek has the promo video done which will be ready by today this is kind of a cool tactical application of how you get the word out about mm-hmm. an event um mm-hmm. so what we're going to do is um how we're having a video done by by mosley and um we put up our facebook page and the whole deal so we create an event on Facebook. We'll get the video out to kind of like raise awareness for what's going on. So Facebook is going to, because my daughter's 15, she said Facebook is for old people. Facebook so is. Gonna, so we're going to target face, parents. Facebook, Facebook is for evidently. old people. Okay. But what we have to do is we have to get the parents and the teachers to know about it first. Um, so then they can tell the kids at the school. It okay. is our whole strategy. Okay. And I feel like, too, sense. I think teachers and parents, like, they see and they know like innovative people in the class and, and leaders in that way, you right, know. Right. And so that's that's a good place to start. So we're, we're putting basically we're we're targeting the teachers and the parents. Okay. It's like, hey, have you heard about this? Like, you know, it's an opportunity. Um, in parallel, we've sent emails out to all the leaderships at the local schools, um, and then we're just going to start producing content start publishing now regular content to the Instagram and the Facebook page so people can kind of see like visual um, mm-hmm. you know video clips from past year's winners and competitions um, and uh, that's that's the strategy right now stupid question that I don't I don't know the answer to I know you can uh, build custom audiences for Facebook and Instagram what about snapchat I honestly don't know anything about snapchat I don't think you can yet but no um I know that there's a way that you can pay to go in and, like, because, like, if you go into Snapchat right now, you can choose a filter, as they say, the kids are saying. Oh, yeah. Well, we could create a filter for you Dare to Dream. You can create a filter for Dare, Dare to Good Dream because you can go in right now and do a Portsmouth filter. Mm-hmm. And then you can, so you do the Dare to Dream one, and they use it in the school. And kids have Snapchat, you know, so they're going to see that filter even if they're not even a part of it and wonder what it is. So, but you, I mean, you pay for it, it's, and then it gets added, and you pick, like, a circumference, you know, or, like, a an mm-hmm. area. Okay. See, I'm hip. I'm still hip. You, you, well, you're 20 years younger than me, <laughs> yeah. at least. <laughs> Good deal. Good. So, Tuesday, November 7th at 5.30 p.m., Dare to dream. Come out, support the kids, ask your questions. If nothing else, you get to see these guys. Worth and, uh, the price of free admission. Yeah, you don't have to pay. <laughs> Shawnee State Floor Lecture Hall. Tuesday. Be there. Be there. Tim, thank you so much for coming Good back to be on back. the podcast. Thank you. Thanks We've for having missed me. You. Dale, always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week. Out.
no spotlight to shine on me. What I got, I didn't get for free. I broke my back and skinned my knee. 